Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Monday, May 24th, 2021. As we head into the Memorial Day holiday, Joe Biden's self-imposed deadlines are closing with no apparent bipartisan deals in sight. We'll discuss that. Plus, these Republican-led audits happening around the country on the 2020 vote, they're spreading. And finally, the dangers of Republican silence on Marjorie Taylor Greene's anti-Semitic comments. This week marks the nearing of many self-imposed legislative deadlines that President Biden had set for his administration leading up to Memorial Day, that unofficial start of summer. And with just four legislative days left before the Senate heads out of town for their week-long Memorial Day recess, it seems like the president's hopes for bipartisan agreement on some key administration proposals, well, looks like it's running out. First, there's infrastructure. Now, the White House had set a soft deadline for around Memorial Day to see whether or not there would be a significant amount of movement towards a bipartisan agreement here. That does not seem to be happening. My colleagues Lauren Fox and Manu Raju up on Capitol Hill are reporting that, in fact, talks are on the brink of collapse. There's just no agreement in sight either on the scope of an infrastructure bill or, just as importantly, how to pay for it. White House Senior Advisor Cedric Richmond indicated to Dana Bash over the weekend that President Biden might have to forego bipartisanship if it means nothing's getting done. He wants a deal. He wants it soon. He will not let inaction be the answer. And when he gets to the point where it looks like that is inevitable, you'll see him change course. Then there's the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. President Biden hoped that would have been sewn up by the anniversary of George Floyd's murder. That one-year anniversary is tomorrow. The president will be spending some time in private with the Floyd family. But what he will not be doing is signing this bill into law because it is still in negotiations up on Capitol Hill. Cory Booker, the senator from New Jersey, who's the lead Democrat in the Senate on this, expressed to Biden last week that progress is being made, but they're nowhere near meeting this one-year anniversary deadline tomorrow. We are still looking at that major point of contention, qualified immunity for police officers. And, of course, there's also the stalemate over the January 6th commission. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer is expected to bring it up for a vote as soon as this week. Remember, it passed the House last week. Thirty-five Republicans joined Democrats in making it a bipartisan bill. But Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, Republican of Kentucky, has said he's not in favor for it and he doesn't expect it to pass the Senate. This may be the first Republican filibuster of the Biden administration, and that may come to a head this very week. As the battle against coronavirus continues to succeed and cases go down and death rates go down and more and more Americans get vaccinated, the Biden administration, which has gotten very high marks on battling coronavirus, won't have that issue around much longer. And so now comes the much more complicated legislative action that Biden wants to see progress on. And yet, heading into this Memorial Day recess, no progress in sight. Now, here's what else matters today. You may recall you kept hearing Republicans say a couple weeks ago Liz Cheney shouldn't have a role in the House Republican leadership because she was still talking about the 2020 election, and they think that's a political loser for them. They just only want to be talking forward-looking about the Biden agenda and that they have a better path forward. Except 
Republicans across the country keep wanting to revisit and relitigate the 2020 election. Today, in Arizona, after a nine-day pause, you're going to see that sham of a so-called audit kick back up again. Now, the organizers of this, uh, the cyber ninjas, the ones that are sort of running the audit for the state Senate Republicans, they hope to have their work completed by the end of June. So we've got a few more weeks of this ridiculous, absurd retallying of the Maricopa County votes with lots of conspiracy theories playing into that ballots were illegitimately cast. They weren't. The election's been certified, but this continues. In Georgia, we just saw a judge issue a ruling on Friday that in Fulton County, the Atlanta area, that absentee ballots can be opened up for inspection by both parties. Remember, the Georgia votes were counted three separate times in the fall, all of which showed that Joe Biden was legitimately the winner in Georgia against Donald Trump. But don't think these sort of absurd audits are the end to the political debate over voting rights. They're not. They're just a symptom of this ongoing conversation that is happening in America. And it's really interesting, but Liz Cheney, the Republican who lost her job in leadership because she's taking on Donald Trump and his absurd big lie that the 2020 election was stolen, she is still very much in favor for some of these voting laws that Republican legislators have put in place in state after state. That was a direct response to the 2020 election, but she's separating those things out. She thinks those kinds of bills are totally legitimate to ensure that voting takes place without any fraud, even though she's calling out Donald Trump for lying about fraud. Here she was with Jonathan Swan of Axios on their HBO show. When you look at things like voter fraud, it certainly exists. I will never understand the resistance, for example, to voter ID. I think you ought to have to show ID to go vote. There's a big difference between that and a president of the United States who loses an election after he tried to steal the election and refuses to concede and then continues to say the election was stolen. Again, for a party that says it wants all of its messaging to be about Joe Biden and a Democratic agenda that they believe is socialist and out of touch with the country, as a party, they're spending an awful lot of time on the aftermath of the 2020 election. And finally today, Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, that backbencher from Georgia, the Republican congresswoman, back in the news for something that is as stupid as it is dangerous. You may have seen the clip by now where she compared House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's requirement that members of the House wear masks on the floor of the chamber to steps that Nazis took during the Holocaust. I mean, it's just such an absurd and reprehensible comparison that you could ignore if it wasn't so dangerous. But it is because what happens is she spews this anti-Semitic, hateful kind of comparison about mask wearing to Nazi Germany, and you hear crickets from the Republican leadership. Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCarthy, Steve Scalise. These Republican leaders in Congress have been silent on this totally hate-filled rhetoric coming from Marjorie Taylor Greene. Of course, you have seen criticism from the likes of Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger and others, but we know what a small island those folks are standing on uh, inside the whole of the Republican Party. It is the silence 
of the Republican Party leadership that may be most dangerous here because it's a tacit acknowledgement that there's a home for such hateful rhetoric inside the GOP, something there should be no safe harbor for anywhere. So watch this space to see if the Republican Party leadership stands up and takes Marjorie Taylor Greene to task over her most recent hateful comments. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And one more thing. I wanted to take a minute and recommend a new podcast from my friend and CNN colleague, Dr. Sanjay Gupta. It's called Chasing Life, and it's all about slowing down and making mindful choices that prioritize your health and your well-being. Sanjay talks to experts about how to think about work-life balance. He explores the impacts of friendship on our physical and mental health, and even has a heartfelt conversation with his wife, Rebecca, about how they have embraced change throughout the pandemic. So if you think you could use a little break from this nonstop news cycle and need a little self-care, I highly recommend listening to Chasing Life. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.